0: coming up on today's episode we're recapping NFL week 13 boy was it an exciting one the Lions finally won a game Steelers kept their hopes alive we're getting to overreaction Monday segment and it's Minshew mania getting the hype again in Philly all that more coming up let's get started Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, I tell you what, I can't wait to get into some of these takeaways from this weekend's games. A lot of excitement. You know, there's teams that may very well look like they were the worst and probably make the playoffs now. That's how interesting the NFL has become. Worst to first? We'll get into that in a second. Uh, biggest takeaways? We'll get into the stores, scores and stats from... Yesterday's games, of course, the Overreaction Monday segment, and getting into if Gardner Minshew really is the answer. Before we get started here, a little friendly reminder, official website is FeelyHeatEntertainment.com. That's T.com. You can stream the podcast there and check out the sport blog and the merch store. So go ahead and check out the official website of Sports Talk for the McRib. That's where we go. And... Let's get it going. So, NFL Week 13, some upsets, some big wins, some teams keeping their playoff hopes alive. Let's get into it. Let's start it off with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers and TB12. The Bucs coming out with a big win, 30-17 over the Falcons. Tom Brady continues to show why he is the front runner for MVP so far. 368 yards passing and four passing TDs including two to his buddy, Gronkowski. Dolphins defeat the Giants. They beat them 20-9, two of 244 yards, two TDs. Dolphins now are on a five-game win streak. They are now 6-7 and seven on the outside looking in of the final spot in the playoffs. Cardinals defeat the Bears. They return of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They connected on a touchdown. Kyler Murray, Murray on the day, four TDs, two pass, two rush. Welcome back, including a passing 1-2. DeAndre Hopkins. Welcome back. Take it down to Chicago Bears. where Andy Dalton have four interceptions. <laughs> the Chargers defeat the Bengals 41 to 22. Justin Herbert, 317 yards and 3 TDs. Chargers now 7-5, Bengals now 7-5. Things are getting hot in the AFC. The Lions get their first win of the year, 29 to 27, over the Vikings on the final play. Jared Goff connected with Saint Brown on an 11 yard passing TD on fourth down as time expired, and the Lions get their first win of the year. Eagles defeat the Jets, 33 to 18. You know, starting Garner Minshew got the start ahead of Jalen Hurts, who is nursing an ankle injury. He finishes with 242 passing yards, two TDs. You're going to like this again, Eagle fans. Guess what? Miles Sanders, 24 rushes, 120 yards. Run the ball, Philly. Run the ball. Colts defeat the Texans by a final 31-0. Jonathan Taylor, 143 rushing yards and two TDs. Washington defeats the Raiders, 17-15, on a game-winning kick by Brian Johnson. 48-yarder with with 37 seconds remaining. The guy this guy signed this past week, they needed a kicker, and they got one. He is the game winner on the road against the Raiders. They're both teams now, 6-6. Washington sneaking up on Dallas. Raiders hanging on for dear life. The Rams get back on track. They defeat the Jaguars 37-7, Stafford 295 yards and three touchdowns. Steelers knock off the Ravens at the last second here pretty much. 20 to 19. Deontay Johnson, eight catches, 105 yards, two TDs for Pittsburgh. The Ravens tied it late. They went for two-point conversion for the win and just missed it. Wide open. Lamar Jackson had it. Mark Andrews with just a tad bit to the outside as the Ravens fall. Seahawks get back on track. They're keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. over the Niners. George Kittle was balling out there. Nine catches, 181 yards, two TDs. Russell Wilson gets back on track. 30 of 37 on the day. 231 yards, two TDs and a pick. Chiefs knock off the Broncos, 22-9. The only spotlight for the Broncos in this game was rookie Javante Williams, 102 rushing yards, 76 receiving yards and a touchdown. Pat Mahomes again, glaring stat, 184 Yards passing. Zero touchdowns again. Passing. One pick. He did rush one in. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, who we kind of give a little bit of a hard time on defense. He had a 75-yard pick. Six. And there's your game. Chiefs defense still being strong. Chiefs get another big win. 22-9 over the Broncos. So there you have it. Let's really get into the takeaways from week 13. Because it was kind of wild some wild finishes, some unexpected finishes, some like what-are-you-doing moments from these teams. Sometimes you just... I mean, there's there's a lot of inconsistency this year. And it's a lot of head-scratching. Like, what are they doing? What is going on? And the biggest one, what's the Lions-Vikings and Vikings game? Vikings. I mean, the Lions were leading for the most part of this game. And then, in the fourth quarter... The Lions, they went for it on 4th and 2 from their own 20-yard line, and they were winning the game. They were winning. And they went for it, obviously failed. Vikings get the quick touchdown, take the lead. And it's like typical Detroit Lions just finding ways to lose the game. But this is the Minnesota Vikings. Their defense is horrible. Their defense, for some reason, plays good for a few possessions, and then the next time, they let it all up, and includes the fourth down play. So Lions get another fourth down play, eleven yard line, fourth and two, few seconds left on the clock. You're thinking, no way, Lions. I mean, I was really thinking like they're going to get this. The other side of me was like, they're going to get this touchdown. The Vikings, for some reason, aren't playing the goal line. They're not they're playing far back like they're some of those guys were seven yards deep in the end zone. Guy literally ran in like a little flat right like touchdown. And the Lions won the game. So the the call that they went for in fourth and two from their own twenty. They gave them the Minnesota Vikings a short field in a give me touchdown to Justin Jefferson. They get it back on them. Minnesota. As time expires from the 11-yard line, what do you do as a defense? Guard the end zone. That's all you got to do. The Vikings, for some reason, didn't do it. It was kind of an easy pitch and catch. Now, of course, he had to catch it and everything. The corner was playing too far off. The safety, for some reason, wasn't in there. Like, too late. Came winner. And congratulations, Detroit. You got you win. You're not going to go win this for a second time in history. In your own team history. So that was a huge takeaway. Don Zimmer. Minnesota head coach is probably seen his last days as the head coach for Minnesota. Like, this is just embarrassing. I know you had some injuries. Dalvin Cook didn't play in the game. Adam Thielen went down early. But there's no excuse, man. You're a defensive guy. And your defense. As all of a sudden it fell off a cliff the last couple of years. And to allow that to a winless team, you probably should get fired. Maybe he will get fired. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt because everybody else keeps losing and doing the same boneheaded moves and whatnot. So that was a big takeaway. The other one was Steelers and Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> I I mean Lamar Jackson in this passing game they have. I mean, this is hard to watch. It really is. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Before you know the game, was, I think it came out Saturday that he this is his final year. Hey guys, this is my final year. I'm I'm done. Like that's the rumor that got out this weekend. And what happens? Pittsburgh wins. John Harbaugh decided to go for two. You know, the Steelers has let the Ravens. They have they stopped them the whole entire game. Then that last possession when they took that touchdown, they got their own two-point conversion and went to 20 to 13, and they just let Lamar Jackson in, in that offense get right down the field way too easy, and they scored. 12 seconds remained on the clock. They go for two. Oh, man, what a play call it was. It was a perfect play call, and Lamar Jackson just threw it a little too Far away from Mark uh, Andrews' hands. Because they had the game. That was a perfect play call. Um, you watch, you're like, oh my goodness. Easy, give me. Two-point conversion. Pittsburgh season's over. Big Ben's done. Mike Tomlin's done. Like They're not going to have a winning record. And blah, blah, blah. And he missed them. So, Steelers escape. They Their playoff hopes stay alive. I don't think they'll get there, but... It happened. That was a big takeaway. Another big takeaway is these two teams that looked this absolutely dead this a few weeks ago. Washington football team and the Miami Dolphins. The Washington football team's on a four-game win streak. They were two and six. They're now six and six. You know, like what's going on in Washington? We're we'll going to get into that here in a little bit if they have a chance in the NFC East. But it's Taylor Heineke. The guys played some great football, honestly. Their uh, injuries are starting to pile up for the team. But another impressive win they got against the Raiders on the road. Game-winning field goal. So they're on a big win streak. And the Miami Dolphins, they're a 1-7. They're on a five-game win streak. They're now 6-7. and seven. Their defense has... Allowed the last five weeks during this win streak, fifty-five total points now. Now the schedule got really soft. They got a couple lucky breaks like yesterday. Mike Glennon is the quarterback for the Giants. Daniel Jones didn't play. Not like he's any better, but like they're getting a lot of favorite in the schedule here with a lot of injuries for the other team that's piling up. The Giants' offense is just so bad to watch. Just another team. You can't stand watching their offense. So, and Tuktuo Tagovaloa is completing over 80% of his passes. This Miami team on a roll going into the bye week. Hey, they're six and seven now. Washington, six and six. These teams that were the dead last are all of a sudden in the playoff hunt, and they very well may get into the final spots in their respective conferences. Yes, it's time now for the Overreaction Monday segment. We got five questions. We get thrown through these five questions and whether or not it's an overreaction or if it's not an overreaction. So let's hop into the first question here. Two Attack of Aloha will lead the Dolphins to the playoffs. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction? And I tell you what, the schedule still is soft for Miami. These are all of a sudden, this season, they look like one of the worst teams in the league in the first half of this season. They were horrible. I mean, they're still working out some kinks on the offensive line. You know, the running game still really isn't there, but this defense has stepped its game up considerably. Like, they're getting after the quarterback. They're creating turnovers. And Tua has played really efficient ball. Like, his completion percentage is Crazy. I mean, it's a lot of dinking and dunking, quick slants, getting the ball, your hands quick, using the tight ends a lot, but it's working. So, for some reason, defenses don't want to play that. You know, I don't know what's going on, but the schedule, like I said, got soft. They're 6-7, heading into the bye now. So, I'm going to say that's not an overreaction. And this is is why their defense, defense is getting... Jalen Phillips, the rookie, now is... Getting playing time. That was one of my biggest things earlier on. But I was like, why can't he get on the field? Why is he only playing like 30-something percent of the snaps? Get the rookie on the field. Get these rookies on the field. Jevin Holland, rookie. Get him on the field. He's out there all the time now. He's a ball hawk. Jalen Phillips, out there all the time now. Getting after it. I like it. Play these young guys. Stop trying to baby them. And whatnot. That's what it seemed like this coaching staff was doing early on. But check out their schedule, guys. This is why it's not an overreaction. They got a bye week. Perfect time to have a bye. You're on a six game or five game win streak. Get a little break here. Then you got the Jets. You can possibly get to 500 after the bye week. You got at Saints, at Titans, and you finish with the Patriots. It very well may come down to that final game. Against the Patriots. And guess where it is? It's at home. Patriots always seem to have a little bit of trouble playing in Miami. So, this is why it's not an overreaction. Saints are having trouble. They can't, they, all their players are hurt. Titans, we'll see how it is when they play them because everybody's on IR. Derrick Henry's on IR. AJ Brown, Julio Jones. Can, we'll, we'll at least get those receivers back off IR by the time that happens. So, <laughs> Brian Tannell has a. You know, somebody to throw to, and hey, you're going against a former Dolphin. Don't let Ryan Tannehill burn you now. But this is why it's not an overreaction because two is playing great. This Dolphin's defense is playing great. Hey, <laughs> it can happen. All right, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs will finish the regular season with the number one seed in the AFC. You know what? I'm going to say that's not an overreaction, too. Here's why. Patriots and Bills over the next three weeks, they play each other two times, including tonight on Monday Night Football. Nobody seems to want it, and the Chiefs are getting it together at at the right time. Even though their offense isn't really clicking, their defense is. So, I mean, it could all go back by a snap of a finger real quick. But Chargers are kind of hanging in there. Broncos, they don't... Seem to have often for some reason they want to pass the ball to their wide receivers. I don't. I mean, I don't understand. They got three great wide receivers and a good tight end, but for some reason they don't want to use them. But um, the Raiders have fallen off, and here is what the Chiefs got: they got the Raiders next, at Chargers, Steelers, at Bengals, at Broncos. Now, that's not a very easy schedule, but I like their chances. And getting this fixed and possibly getting the number one seed. That's why I'm saying it's not an overreaction. All right. The Washington football team will catch the Cowboys in the NFC East. Overreaction or not an overreaction? I want to say that one's an overreaction. Great story. They're on a four-game win streak. They're back at 500 now at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Since the bye week, they've been on this four-game win streak. But I think that in, they're two games back, the Cowboys. The injuries may catch up to them. Of course, Chase Young is out for the year. They Most likely this allows Logan Thomas, too, their tight end. J.D. McKissick, the running back, was out with a concussion this past week. They're, at, they're still without Landon Collins, Montez Sweat. They were on their fourth setter on Sunday, too. Um, so it's Washington football team two games back at Dallas. They got them next. It's a must-win next week against the Cowboys for you to really be in it. But um, right now, I'm going to say it's an overreaction because I think it's just a little too much to overcome. Now, for the wild-card spot, I can see them possibly getting that. All right, question number four. The Steelers with Big Ben announcing that this is his final year, year will lead them to the playoffs. Pittsburgh is back. Overreaction. Great win. Great win yesterday against Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, a, a sense of relief. Like, you should have seen the relief from everybody on that sideline and in the crowd. It was this thank you for giving us this win. It was, I mean, it's an incredible win. Nice comeback. Nice fourth quarter. Intense game. But this is an overreaction. They're 6-5-1. and one. Ravens are 8-4. Bengals 7-5. I don't know who's going to win this division. I, I mean, I think every single... Browns are still, what, 6-6? Six and six. Everybody in here, this division, this AFC North, it's just nobody seems to want to separate themselves. They, I just don't know what to expect. But their schedule gets really rough here. Pittsburgh, I mean, I can even see them even possibly losing out the remainder of their games. But their hopes are alive. But Big Ben and the Steelers, this is an overreaction. They're not going to make the playoffs. All right, final question here on Overreaction Monday. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson will find a way to make the playoffs. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Now, this one, too, I'm definitely saying overreaction. They're 4-8. I know nobody wants to win games now. Everybody's neck and neck. But look at their schedule coming up. They got at Texans. They're going to keep it interesting. Put it this way. Seattle's going to keep it interesting. They got at Texans. At the Rams. Against the Bears. Against the Lions. And they finished it off at the Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson did play well. They got a big win. You know, yesterday against the 49ers. But this is too much to overcome. You probably got to win out. May only be able to lose one of those games. And I can't really see it. So Russell Wilson possibly moving on next year, maybe. Pete Carroll maybe not being the head coach next year. That's a possibility. That's something to talk about. But this Seattle Seahawks team, they're fighting. They're going to fight. Russell Wilson's going to go out there and give it his all. Pete Carroll's going to try and rely on him. Please save my job. But it's an overreaction. They're not going to make the playoffs. And there you have it for the overreaction Monday segment. Now the final topic of the day. I kind of, I was only going to put this in there as the overreaction part of the questions, but I decided I wanted to talk about it by itself because it's a, going to be probably the talk of the week. Um, Gardner Minshew should he start over Jalen Hurts this for the remainder of this year? It's going to be a hot topic. I kind of think. That should happen. Jalen Hurts has struggled at times this year. Other times he's played pretty good. Gardner Minshew is a passer, though. Minshew Mania. There's just something about it. He's not a bad quarterback. They got him for a sixth round pick in the trade in the offseason. He had those flashes, you know, in Jacksonville where there's this. It just happens somehow in some of the games. And you just. It was this crazy effect. But What he did yesterday, yes, it was the Jets, but the offense scored on their first seven drives of the game. Okay. Minshew was 20 of 25, 242 yards, two TDs. And the majority of that was in the first half. And they kind of did more ball control in the second half. He had a perfect QB rating in the first half. 158.3. So... Is he... Should he be the answer? I kind of like it because look at the rushing attack. Miles Sanders had 24 carries. Gainingwell had 12 carries. Dallas Goddard had six catches, 105 yards with two TDs with Minshew. You saw what Dallas Goddard can do. You don't really see it with Jalen Hurts in the passing game. But the thing why I liked about this is this is my concern. Because Jalen Hurts, why he sows his moments... It's his inconsistency that this drives everybody crazy. He only has a 60% uh, completion percentage. He has 2,435 passing yards on the year. That's it. 13 TDs, 8 picks, not very impressive numbers. But the thing that bothers me the most is that he has 122 rushing attempts for 695 yards. He leads the team in rushing attempts. He leads them in rushing yards. Something that cannot happen. They run a lot of RPOs, and it seems like he's never handing it off or just passing it from those. He's always just running outside of the pocket and just kind of trying to do things with his legs. Instead of reading the defense, doing his thing like that way, it's just really concerning to me. And that's why I think the Eagles should just go ahead and give Gardner Minshew the next start And just kind of see what happens. Just give him one more. And see how the team responds. Because I think your offense really opens up because you got more of a pure passer than Jalen Hurts. You're going to the bye week. Plenty of time to think about it. Now Jalen Hurts may uh, be recovered from his ankle injury. Nick Sirianni, the head coach, says Jalen Hurts is the starter. So we'll see what happens coming out of the bye but this is what they got. They got the bye week. Then you got Washington. Then you got the Giants. Then you got at Washington. Then you got the Cowboys. So you're going to finish it off here with four divisional games to end the season. You're currently six and seven. Washington six and six. Cowboys are eight and four. Your season pretty much is going to be uh you know decided. In the first couple games coming off the bye week. So. Gardner Minshew to me. Has to be the guy. Right now. Like I'm on the Minshew mania thing. That's just me. I like Gardner Minshew. I think he got a bad rap because he was in Jacksonville. Not a whole lot of talent. But he. The guy loves to play football. And I think. Just giving it a shot. Coming out of the bye week against Washington at home. Because the Eagles don't like to win at home for some reason. They love winning on the road. But for some reason, you can't win at home. Give Minsumania at home with the Eagle crowd. You may see a difference. I'm being serious about this. I like it. I want it to happen. Will it happen? Who knows? Give it a shot for one week. What do you got to lose? And that'll wrap up today's episode one. To thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Check out the official website at feeltheheentertainment.com. That's ent.com You can stream the podcast. we got a cool little merch store for you, and I got sports blog articles you know, going up to the website too, so be sure to check that out. And follow on social media at feeltheheent on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you all again for joining me. Catch y'all on Wednesday. Peace out.